here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hear me out. Hear me out. Nathaniel Hackett just actually doesn't know how to count, and we all owe him an apology for being so mean to him. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, that was about the stupidest ending to a football game you're ever going to find. We sat here yesterday and talked about the most patently insane things from the weekend in football. Little did we know that that was going to be one-upped in a massive way last night on Monday Night Football. There is an NFL head coach who I actually think doesn't know how to count, to count numbers. Mm. That was weird. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers off of the always uncomfortable and steamy Intracoastal. Friday Night Light, Stone Lebanowitz, Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, making his Tuesday appearance. We have a ton to do, but... I'm still trying to compartmentalize what Nathaniel Hackett was attempting to do last night. This was maybe the worst case of clock management I've ever seen at any level of football. And I just feel like it's going to come out later that Nathaniel Hackett has been hiding this deep, dark secret his entire adult life. He's been a, a football coach for decades now, uh, and, and, he, and he's reached great successes. And we're going to find out that he actually doesn't know how to count, and he's been going through life uh, just assuming Mm. that said team is close enough to try something, whether it's a pass, whether it's a field goal. And last night he got exposed, and he's going to have a tearful press conference where he's going to reveal his deep, dark secret. He's been holding it in for so long. He just doesn't know how to count, and then we're all going to feel bad for making fun of him and flaming him all day today. That's the only explanation I have for how last night went because that's unconscionable. If you're a Broncos fan, okay, and you got Russell Wilson, you're ready to let's ride. You just give him a big-time <laughs> contract. Your head coach says, hey, yeah, fourth and five, get off the field, Russ. Let's kick a 64-yard field goal. Kind of feels like there's some buyer's remorse in uh, in Denver this morning. That is far and away the stupidest ending to a football game I've ever seen. We we saw so many things in week one of the NFL. We saw coaches playing to win. (laughs) We saw Lovey Smith for the Texans playing to tie. And then on a Monday night football, we're like, well, there's no way we're playing to lose. I mean, that's out of the question because this is professional football. They're getting paid a lot of money. Uh And then Nathaniel Hackett steps up to the plate. He says there's one left. There's one left on the bingo card. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Playing to win, that's been done. Yep. L- loss, loss, yeah. hung a curveball, and Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett just beat the hell out of it 450 feet. He said, I'm playing to lose. I had money on the Seahawks. You know, I, I feel good. that Maybe the 12th man got oh, to him. Oh, God. Maybe the environment of the 12th man got to him, and, they, you know, they really got him kind of pulling for the Seahawks. In this I don't one. know, like – was it a stroke? Was it an aneurysm? Did his brain melt? 
Uh, does he not know how to count? I just I can't explain it. So I think the best part of this, I was watching the Manning cast while this fiasco was happening, okay? It, it's it's 1716 Seattle at that point, okay? And so the Broncos are sort of they're sort of lurching up the field at this point. And mm. Russell Wilson didn't look good really at any point. All night long last night. It looked extremely uncomfortable. They had multiple delay of game penalties. But the Manning cast last night on ESPN2 was Peyton and Eli, obviously. And they had Shannon Sharp, who, by the way, had just a bang-up beginning to his fourth quarter appearance when nobody could hear him and he's yelling and everything's distorted. <laughs> he had the FS1 of Zoom calls yeah. uh, popped up Boom talking roasted. with the Mannings. Yeah, so they had to get him to ESPN level <laughs> and finally he was okay after that. But we're going to start this at the time that the the Broncos run their third and long, okay? And uh, we're, we're I want you to listen as this progresses – how incredulous and almost downright angry Shannon Sharp and Peyton Manning are getting at what the Seahawks are doing. By the way, there's three timeouts. The the Broncos have all three timeouts at this point, okay? So here's the third and long play where Russell Wilson picks out Sutton right out of the backfield, and uh, and and this is what it sounds like with a minute 11 left to go. Three Javante timeouts. Williams, I think. Was hit. it Javante yeah. Williams? Yeah, it was Peyton okay. Manning calling, hey, throw it to Sutton, throw yeah. it to Sutton. Oh, okay, all right. And, and, and they... <laughs> Russell Wilson did not do he that. He checks it down. Yeah, he checks it down instead. Okay, third so and 14. This is third and 14, okay? <laughs> Denver in their own territory, and they have three timeouts, and there's a minute 11 left. This is from ESPN2, the Manning cast. Sutton. Sutton. <laughs> there he is calling for Sutton. It didn't go to Sutton. All right, so there's the catch. Oh, yes. Made a man miss. And he falls to the 46. This is the 46. Fourth and five. I'm not use one right here. Let's use one. Time out. Let's use one. We got three. Let's use one. Let's talk about this one. So again, fourth and five. Now Denver's at the Seattle 46. Draw them off sides. We're now 10 seconds after the play ended. You don't have that much time. We're now at 15 seconds after the play ended. We're down to 33 seconds. They look, they look unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> you think, Eli? Here we go. Here we go. Up. So you just burned 30 seconds. So there's the timeout. Shannon Sharp's getting angry. There's, there's, there's 20 seconds on the clock now. A lot of time, a lot of time wasted right there to call timeout. Yeah, Dave. good call, yes. Eli. Yes. Even now, if you, even, if you get five yards. Still got to. Still got two timeouts, but you gotta you gotta get some yardage. True, you're out of field goal range. You think they're gonna kick it? Kick, kick what? Are they kick, <laughs> are they kicking right here. Kicking the field goal right here. Hold on. Oh. Let's <laughs> see how far this is. Two yarder. Danny Sharp pulling out his ruler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we started count. What? <laughs> to be- oh God. So wow. so you can see, and and what you don't see there is Peyton Manning for the final 30 seconds of that clip, is making the signal for timeout, 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 timeout. Everything we thought Nathaniel Hackett was going to do, yeah. Peyton Manning's doing. The problem is Peyton Manning's in his home in Denver. So nobody's going to see him uh, in Seattle trying to call the timeout for his former team. Okay, uh, So everybody sick. in America is wondering, what in God's name is this guy doing? Why would you waste all that time to call the timeout? And fine, you'll send the offense back out on the field, but you've made Russell Wilson's life very difficult. There is no part of my brain 
Okay, and I like to think that I live in common sense a decent amount of the time. There was no part of my brain, as I'm laying in bed next to my sleeping wife with Monday Night Football on my television, that told me, they're going to kick it. They're going to kick it. They're going to kick it. And the first time that it occurred to me that they may actually be kicking it is when Peyton Manning noticed that they were sending McManus onto the field to (laughs) attempt a field goal. Like, is this some kind of trick play? Is McManus going to line up in the slot? Exactly. And you hear Peyton say Sutton looks unsettled. And it's because Russ had just told the receivers, hey, everybody line up, line up, and didn't tell them what the play was run because obviously they they just told Russ, hey, we're going to kick it, so run it down, we'll call a timeout. So nobody else, the other 10 guys have no clue what's going on. Russ knows they're going to call timeout. It's just a debacle. And, and, (laughs) And here's the key to knowing Russ definitely knew what was going on. As soon as they called that timeout, what did he do before he ran to the uh, sideline? He took his helmet off. Yeah. yeah. He took his helmet off and like, he, I'm done here. And he, yeah, and yeah, he, dapped, up, he, he dapped up Hackett on yeah. the way out. So he this took is the his thing helmet that, off. that drove me crazy. I was confused. He took his helmet off and started walking to the sideline like, yeah, we just did that. I was, I was really like, confused. Job completely. <laughs> no, he, he took, did not. When he took his helmet off <laughs> and ran to I'm like, this isn't normal. People don't do this no. for timeouts. Especially when you have a fourth and five coming up. Yeah. And he, but he did the whole mission accomplished. Yeah, like we did Go that. do your job, kicker. <laughs> like, And you're right. He, he fist bumped Nathaniel Hackett. They mm-hmm. were like, hell yeah. We did that. They were in position to win. They were in on it together. Javante Williams also got dapped up by Hackett. Like, great job. You put us in position. Good job. <laughs> but, but mission accomplished. Set up a 64-yard <laughs> field goal. The second longest field goal in NFL history. And last time I checked, Seattle, where that stadium's located, is at sea level. Yeah. It's not like we're a mile high in Denver. It's not like we're at the edges of space. Yeah. It's not like we're at the Mirror Space Station. You're at sea level, and you are going to, hell yeah, guys. Good work. Dap it. Dap it. 64-yard field goal. He's got this. It's also. What? He, he's not Justin Tucker. I know everybody no, keeps trying to rave he's about Brandon how, McManus. They're trying to rave about how big his leg is. Yes, his leg is big, but his career long is 61 yards. He's not right. Justin Tucker. This is not the guy you're putting the game in the hands of. He's or the foot one of. of eight in his life from 60 or more. Yes. And Nathaniel Hackett's like, bro, we got this. Now this thing first coaching win in the book. This, this, <laughs> this thing came booming off his foot though. Even the one on when they tried to ice, well, they came stone. booming off his foot. Stone. He had to, it was good from seventy. Well, it was good from seventy. Let's listen to how this predictably turned out before uh, Nathaniel Hackett stand. Stone Labanowitz goes no. in, but this is Monday Night Football. Joe Buck on the call on ESPN. Brandon McManus for the game winner from sixty-four. Trying to be a hero here in week one on the road in Seattle. From 64, McManus missed it. (laughs) And that's after he missed the practice kick, too, (laughs) to the same spot. And this is the the worst part is you got a trial run of what it was going to look like. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not often in life. You know they had that 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 movie. What was it called? Where he had the button. It was the funny guy, Click. Jim Carrey. Click. Yeah, it was Adam Sandler. It was Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah. One of the funny guys. They all look the same. Yeah. Yeah. No. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Steve Carell. Yeah, Adam same Sandler. Person. Yeah. yeah. Comedians. Or, messed up from you. There. Is that messed up? <laughs> Go ahead. I though. just forgot. Okay, I remember. It's the I remember. R word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> to all the white folks that I offended <laughs> yeah. by confusing the white comedians. That's Theo. He's always, uh, 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 they're always trying to make us feel bad. Yeah, so like I said, John Mulaney, John Mulaney's up there and click. And he gets the reset button. He gets the chance to see what would happen if he mm-hmm. did something. Click the button, go back 15 seconds, and you don't got to do it again. Right. 
Nathaniel Hackett was in click. Yeah. He had an option. Because of the timeout Pete Carroll called and allowed Brandon McManus to miss that kick, and it was not close. I know he kicked yeah. it far, but it wasn't close, <laughs> which kind of matters when you're trying to make a field goal, right, Stone? Well, I mean, now you know where you were off. Now you know what you got to <laughs> do. It's definitely not a, a how far can you kick contest. Yeah, this is not part yeah. of it. It's about making it through right. the upright. It's, it's like if you drop your <laughs> wedding ring in the garbage disposal, yeah. okay? And you put your hand down there, and you pull it out, and all of a sudden it turns on. And, it goes, and you're like, oh, God, that was a close call. And then they say, now let's give it another it go. And you put your hand in the garbage disposal, and then it chops off four of your fingers. That's exactly what Nathaniel Hackett did last night. Did you hear Shannon Sharp's analysis after the kick was missed? He said, Peyton, you tell me this is like golf. Like, you got you to start it off to the right. Like, you already got to practice putt. You got to start it off to the right. And I was like, you know what, Shannon? That, that's pretty accurate. Okay, or like, you just don't do it. Yeah, or you, or McManus. <laughs> or you don't do it. McManus should have been the bigger man. He should have, after he missed coach, that first one. I'm not going out there. <laughs> he should have been like, coach, no. all right, look. I know, I'm not about this life. Look, you paid Russell a lot of money. I'm making $780,000 a year. She has the third highest guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I think. I don't know. But here's what I think. Maybe after I just missed that first one and we got a redo, we should put Russ back out there and yeah. let him see what he could do. Right, right, right. Just, just that way we both get a chance. Like fourth and five, he, Nathaniel Hackett was acting like that was fourth and 25. It's fourth and five. Oh, By the way, this from ESPN Stats and Info. After Brandon McManus's late miss last night, NFL kickers since 1960 attempting a field goal of 64-plus yards have made it 4.8% of the time, 2 of 42. Yeah. For reference, last season, teams to go for it on exactly 4th and 5 converted it 49% of the time. Yeah. So Nathaniel Hackett, coaching big brain, decided with three timeouts, with a minute 11 left, and then... Setting up a fourth and five, decided to go with the play that's converted 4.8% of the time over the play that's converted almost 50% of the time. He traded in a coin flip for, like, the, the odds of Steph Curry missing a free throw. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, it's, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, it's sort of like you walk outside and, like, you're suicidal, right? And yeah. instead of, like, jumping off of a tall building or instead of the typical suicide techniques – you walk outside hoping you get hit by lightning. Yeah, just like, like that's how you're going to off yourself. Come on, just start yelling yeah, at yeah, God. Yeah. Come on, God, end it. Like <laughs> what that. are zebras anyways? Half black, half white? I hate it. Let's ride. <laughs> so that, that is the equivalent of what Nathaniel Hackett did last night. And I don't know, and I thought that maybe I'd be able to find more clarity this morning going into this afternoon and maybe explain it in a better way. But the only thing that keeps popping into my head is – what the hell? What what yeah. the hell? If you're a Broncos fan and that's your brand new head coach and that's his debut and that's what you see from him with clock management, not to mention they try to play it off like, oh, we're in position. We did this. Yeah. Good job, Russ. Fist bump. Dap it. That's bad. That was terrible. That's bad. As far as what I've seen from Broncos fans, real ones at least, like ones that have <laughs> been there for a while, well, they're like neglecting to go after Hackett because, I mean, everyone's already doing that. They're like, hey, how about we just don't fumble on the goal line twice? And, like, they're, they're reaching for other okay, things great. back in the game. But you still had a chance to win. <laughs> yeah. All you had to do was you had, you had 
three turnouts but and a fourth and five in Seattle territory. You have to use chance to win pretty loosely, though, because it is a fourth and five. Like, you don't complete it, the game's over. So, you yeah, it use is a 64 yard field goal. Stone, I, last year, teams converted that 50% of the time compared to 4.8% of the I, time kicking a 60 plus I yard just, field goal. I just think there's somebody needs to say it. Like, it was fourth and down. They made this decision for a reason. Like, we all agree it was the most stupid decision you could have made. Uh, can we, can we, can, but uh, we're talking about. We're, we're, I see what you're doing, and you're trying to give him a pass. I'm not it's trying. Russ, he has the he third can't. highest guaranteed money in NFL history. Yep. And Nathaniel I'm, Hackett said, hey, Russ, get off the field, bro. I'm not giving him a pass. I think it was it kept me up two hours later than I should. I didn't get to sleep because I was just thinking, you know, what just happened? What did I just watch? But, Theo, I, he's doing that thing he's where, thing. well, let's look at this way. Let's let's, the no, there's no other the corner, way. Yeah. yeah, but you have an entire coaching staff who gets paid millions of dollars to kind of sue this one they out. Made, they this, made the wrong decision. They made the wrong decision, but I'm saying the decision they made, what were they thinking? It wasn't even close, though. Like, there's some wrong decisions where it's like, oh, okay, I see the other side of it. Like, this one was – like, I could see maybe if his co- if his quarterback was Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, yeah, you don't trust that guy. But, like, then who the hell does he trust if he doesn't trust the guy that they paid $245 million? Ble- I mean, funny you said With that. With the fourth and five. Like, if he your quarterback was Gino. a golden retriever, yeah. I get it. But he's not. He's Russell Wilson. He's Russell Wilson. Yeah, Pete would have believed right. Gino on that fourth and five. I know he would have. Pete would have. Pete, Pete would. Pete was incredulous at the press conference himself saying, I had, like, I would have, I thought they were going to go for it. We never thought they would kick a field goal. They probably thought it was going to be a fake. I'm surprised, Ken, you haven't brought up the sassy uh, challenge flag from Pete Carroll there on that uh, third and that first down conversion. He was trepidatious. I, uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, whoa, okay, well, thumbs up. Let's keep it going. Also, that was a bad coaching decision because yeah, there's was, no way they're going to overturn it. Was, yeah, that was, a, that was a dumb. I mean, there was, was, there was dumb coaching yeah. last night. Dumb coaching. And by the way, I know we feel great about Geno Smith, and he's a great redemption story, and people are trying to write him off, but he didn't write back. He oh, had bars after oh, the game. Bars. He had bars How after the game. How long was he waiting on that one? I know. He was just sitting on it. Um, but, but let's not <laughs> – like, he, he's going to be the feel-good story of the weekend. He threw for 193 yards. No, he's – I mean, nobody's I – mean, the book is out on him. I mean, we wrote him off because he wrote that story himself. Right. It's not like right. he's like a third-year yeah. quarterback. He, he wrote the first eight chapters yeah. of that. Like, like you were mad at us for was, believing what you showed yeah. us. It was amateur hour in that post-game interview, too, because he was asked <laughs> about the team. Hour. He was yeah. asked about yeah, the team. Like, obviously, yeah. the question was coming towards, like, how do you feel yeah. with this bounce back? But, no, he was asked about the team, and he said, you wrote me off. Like, he was just holding that one loaded I in know. the chamber. Gino, like, come on. Gino was last night or, or two nights before, actually, Sunday night, as he was watching the Sunday he slate. penning and the as letter. He, yeah, he was writing some up. He was giving out little quotes he might use, like, okay. No, he's listening can, to music. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's got a beat behind him. He's like, <laughs> he's listening to me. He wrote me off, but I didn't write back. He was like, mm. that's the one. Baby, I got this. <laughs> he's over Baby, here. Come here, this. He's workshopping it. Yeah. Hey, let's practice the post game. I will say it was pretty smooth. It was good. He delivered His delivery it. was excellent. He delivered it, but also he, he, you know, when you have something saved up, and especially if you're doing an interview, you don't want to deliver it on like, that early into the interview. Right. Like, you don't want to deliver it on the first question. You hold it, you hold it, and then you deliver it. Mm-hmm. You could tell it was rehearsed. He was going to explode if he didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. he just needs to, like, he needed some coaching, somebody to rub his shoulders beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember? Hey, remember? Walk it off. Yeah. That, okay? just, and then he blew just it. Wait on it. And, and then he, he blew it. He could not yeah. wait. Because he also didn't believe he was going to go in there and win it. No, no. <laughs> he didn't write back, but he read the, the book. Do you, do you think, <laughs> we do you think off and he read. As, as McManus is walking out there for the 64-yard field goal, Gino all of a sudden is like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to put this into the world tonight, and then he just started. That's he why was. he did it so early because he had been sitting on it for a good like five or six minutes. Yeah. Once he realized, oh my God, they're throwing the game mm-hmm. on the other sideline. He was nervous at first. He was like, "Dang, fourth and five, Russ could get that." And then, then we have to see. But when he saw them bring out the kicker 60. from sixty-four, <laughs> he was like, "This is my best chance at winning oh, this game." God, this is my best chance at winning. <laughs> The Broncos did exactly what the Seahawks wanted them to do. Usually, you know, you want to. Yeah. But the problem is the Broncos did what they wanted to do, too. <laughs> the Broncos That's did true. what the Seahawks wanted them to do. Like, hey, hey, I just need you to get to the 50. Yeah. And we're going to bring out the kicker. We're okay? bring the kicker we got this. Out. Hey, hey, good job, Russ. Good job. Hey, dap it up. Dap it up. We got this Also, 64. You know, you know the worst part about this that nobody's discussing is when Russ dumped it off to Javante Williams. He was settling for like a five-yard gain. Williams made it a 10-yard <laughs> right. gain. Now, they were they going to kick a 72-yard They were going to kick. No, that's the part that, w- that I started thinking back to. It was like, yo, Russ knew the game plan, and he dumped it off to Javante Williams <laughs> for to sure. pick up just a few more yards from McCannis, who apparently has the golden leg all of a sudden. It's a really good call because, I, I like I said earlier, like what comes down through his headset, Russ, like yeah. he knew what he was doing, checking it down. Russ, like, let's hand it off. Yeah. Just hand it off. Get us halfway. We want <laughs> five just, or six yards. Just get a couple more yards from McManus. Yeah, you know? so he knew, but the rest of the team, like Judy and Cortland Sutton, and they had to They're line running up. fly routes. They're running, yeah. The yeah and, then, and then they had to get up on the line of scrimmage. And I, I know, like, these receivers are like, all right, like, and they're just trying to map out what wraps, what routes they want to run on fourth and five without a play call. Meanwhile, Russ is like, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Meanwhile, yeah, he good. knows just they're going to call a timeout. timeout so it's fam. a good call. He checked it down he knowing they were going to kick it. He checked it down knowing they were going to kick it. So that means he checked it down and they were going to settle for a 70 <laughs> or a 69 yarder. Like, that was the game plan. Javante Williams is just so damn good at making people miss. I mean, you're going to hate this, but I, he would have been good from 70. <laughs> Both those kicks were good from 70. He would have been good from 70 if only he could hit it between. The upright. I mean, only where it was supposed to go. Yeah, there right. are there are 47 different levels in which the Broncos are the most disappointing team in the NFL from week one. From the hype of Russ to the offensive genius of Nathaniel Hackett, who orchestrated the best scoring offense in the NFL two years ago, helped Aaron Rodgers to back-to-back MVPs, and then that, <laughs> the delay of games, the sloppiness. The Broncos, for me... Of all the winless teams in week one are the biggest disappointment in the NFL. Which winless team in week one was the biggest disappointment in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Whatever that was from the Broncos last night, that, to me, has them as the biggest disappointment of all the winless teams in the NFL in week one. Who do you have? 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Let's go to Phil in Boynton. Phil's on Ken Levicka Live. Hey, Phil. Hey, Ken. How you doing? Love the show. Thanks, buddy. Listen, you guys are missing the whole irony of the, the story, man. His last name, Hackett. <laughs> he hacked it. He did hack it. Yeah, he, he did he hack it. Yep. He, he definitely right, went full hack. Appreciate that, Phil. And we're off to a roaring start here yeah. today on uh, on Ken Levick Alive. Um, He's I, supposed to be very eccentric, too. Apparently, he like has these really fun things he does, and he dresses up, and he does themed like you know meeting room stuff. Like I've heard some stories about Nathaniel Hackett being this cool, brainy guy. He attacked his press conference. 
Like no hesitation. No, no. Give no. us what was going through his head. No, do we I have sit- anything from that? We we got to try to grab something from that. I was sitting there uh, with my fiance Ashley, mm-hmm. and she. I'm trying to explain to her how crazy of a decision just happened. She knows who Russell Wilson is. She doesn't understand the scope of what happened. I said, "Hey, we're going to be talking about this <laughs> for like an hour at yeah. least." She Welcome was like, to that? our show tomorrow. Yeah, I was like, I was like, she was like, just that play. I said, "We're going to be talking yeah. about this for at least an hour tomorrow." Yeah. She could not yeah. believe it. So as I'm trying to explain to her what happened. Nathaniel Hackett gets to the mic and, like, I don't know if he snorted some coke beforehand <laughs> or what was happening with him. He's up. The dude was on 12, and she, I think she understood the gravity of the moment when she saw how panicked and weird he was and frantic at the mic. It was a very weird press conference. Like Everything about last night was Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah. Mark messages in, if you watch Hackett after the Seattle first play after the missed field goal, it's once Seattle... Takes a knee. Seattle took a knee. Called the timeout. He thinks he has three timeouts to stop the clock. You can see him arguing with the ref when he only had two. Yes. Did he think he could stop Seattle for three plays after running all that time off the clock? I agree with you. He really cannot count. He Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think, can count. And he, maybe we shouldn't be judging him. That's what he, I didn't realize that's what he was arguing mm-hmm. with the ref over. Mm-hmm. I thought he was talking to the ref. He thought he could get the ball back. I know. I know. I know. He was calling timeouts. After, I thought he was just being petty, calling those timeouts after the victory formation. No, I think he truly thought that, uh, all right, fine. We'll just stop the clock and we'll take a Hail Mary, which is another high percentage play. Like yeah. That was his thinking. That's why I don't, there's no part of me that understands this. Here is the uh, great Nathaniel Hackett, the countless wonder after last night's loss to Seattle. Uh, no, sir. Nope. No. He knew we, where we had to get. Uh, I thought Javante made it amazing. Uh, why I was expecting to have to go for it on that down a distance, because uh, I believe we were about third and 14, third and 15. I thought Javante made an incredible play and put us in the field goal range, the mark that we were looking for. What? Can you uh, what? pinpoint anything in Pacific? This makes it worse. Um, squandering the three golden You're right. He is like, oh. Yeah, I mean, we didn't execute. Uh, we had a false start. We had a walk-in touchdown, and then we ended up having a false start, uh, which is unacceptable. You can't have penalties there. Um, we had a couple uh, opportunities. I mean, they were there. We just got to capitalize on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you got to see his face. Too. His, his face is like red as a cherry, and he is just like – he has a frantic look in his eyes. It, looked, it was so crazy. It was unsettling. The – the fact that he is completely leaning in on, we got to where we needed to be. We were we were good with a 64-yard field goal at level. Quote, field goal position. Remind me to bet against the Broncos all year. Jeez, is this what the Broncos are going to get from this guy? He's going to be the one-and-done coach this year. Yeah. Now, you just said, and who expected that? Remind me to bet against the Broncos. So, you know, all these Geno Smith tweets throughout the game, like, wow, he's dialed in. Like, this Broncos defense was atrocious. Like, yeah. wide-open receivers left and right all over the field. They don't I was have like, any guys. imagine seeing the Chiefs. Imagine seeing the Chargers. Imagine seeing the Raiders. Like, these guys, this defense was not ready for anything. They got Justin Simmons, Bradley Chubb, and then a bunch of guys. That's it. Right. That defense, I mean, people kept on parading, oh, this this Broncos team is ready-made to be a contender. They've got the defense. They've got the receivers. They've got the weapons. Like, really, what do they have? Because you brought in a franchise quarterback. You have receivers who you don't trust to get a fourth and five. And you have a defense that was porous to Geno Smith. I mean, 12 for 12 to start the game. They they took I'm, – I'm still just trying to, like, compartmentalize. Okay? <laughs> just bear with me. They took the, the third highest paid player in the entire league. Okay? They took him – they took him off the field, let 30 seconds tick down, Ugh. didn't let him attempt to execute a fourth and five, but they were trying to do that. Yeah. 
And then they, they, the, the, the coach, the mastermind of this, this plan, this game-winning plan, doubled down on it in the post-game press conference. Ah, we, we got what we wanted. We, we got the yardage we wanted. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, is he okay? Is Nathaniel Hackett okay? He might not be. Like, is there something going on with him? I don't. I feel uncomfortable proposing it, but maybe he needs to get checked out. Yeah, I mean, dyslexia is a, a real problem. It's what you were hinting at at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Not like numerical dyslexia. Maybe he can't count, and I'd like to help him. I'm off to a roaring start here. Super Bowl or bust, Bills, Sleeper, Ravens. I did have the Broncos as my disappointment. but <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's but, pretty good. But, but I didn't expect it to, <laughs> like to, to launch yeah, off. Like, quite like this. Week okay. one. I think McManus is making his cap hit this year is $4.2 million. So he, his cap hit is about how much they pay Russell Wilson per snap. Got to use your kicker, man. And I guess they needed to trot him out there. <laughs> Get every cent out of him. They had to make – he had to go to his GM after the game like, hey, we're paying this guy 4.2. <laughs> like, I've got to get every – squeeze every oh, penny out of him. It was the worst coaching decision I think I've ever seen. And I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU and watched Carl Pelini call for his quarterback to spike the ball on fourth down against Miami in 2013. Whew, that's tough. I saw that with my own eyes. Yeah. I called it on the radio, and that surpassed that. I saw I saw a team this past Friday in high school. I won't say the team to not embarrass them, but uh, was near it Palm Beach Lakes. Mm. No, no, it wasn't okay. Palm Beach Lakes. They've embarrassed have themselves they scored, enough. Have they scored a point? They have not. I feel so they bad have not. It's, it's ugly. I'm sorry. Yeah, and get they, get well like soon. Eighty to nothing. Every get well soon. That that's a sad sad situation going on there. But no, Jesus. this was a team that actually ended up winning the game. But at the end of the half, there's like 20 seconds left. It's fourth down. And they decide, you know what? We're going to kneel the ball to go to the half. <laughs> so they kneel the ball with 20 seconds left. The clock stops at 19. The other team gets the ball. First play, touchdown. First play. <laughs> just just threw, threw a fade to the back of the end zone. Oh, play, my God. Threw it. No, no, it was like a 40-yard touchdown yeah. to a top 63 guy. Oh. And it was poetic. It was also the only touchdown the other team scored, so it would have been a shutout if not for that second-half blunder where they thought maybe if we nail the ball on fourth down with 20 seconds left, the refs will forget and let the time run out. I don't know what happened. So you said uh, <laughs> you know, you, Carl Pelini right, spikes it on fourth down, but that's more understandable than what we saw last night because obviously we know where the mistake was made. We're like, oh, he didn't sure. necessarily know he it didn't was fourth down. And it wasn't it was. a game-winning situation. Yeah. And it wasn't a game-winning like situation. A touchdown. Yeah. The Broncos wanted to do what they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they thought that was the recipe for a win. No, no, no. And they had an option to do a redo because McManus kicked it <laughs> right. and Pete Carroll gave him another like, timeout to think yeah, about it. Yeah, they could have. They could have. And obviously, it sucks that you wasted all that time. But you're yeah. right. They did have two timeouts and 20 seconds to make it right. They had a whoopsie. They had two timeouts and 20 seconds to, to be like, you know what, guy? I don't think this is the right decision. So what would you guys be saying, right? If he did miss it, they ice timeout and they draw up a play for fourth and yes. five and they don't convert it. Like, kind of where do we go from then there? Then I would be like, hey, McManus and Russell Wilson failed you, but at least yeah, you gave Wilson it, a shot. But okay. I can stomach a, hey, they didn't convert on fourth and yeah. five a lot more than they tried a 64-yard field goal because they <laughs> thought that was going to be the play before they actually got to that spot. At, at least he would have learned from his mistakes, but he didn't. He touched fire twice, and you're not supposed to do that. And also, too, I've seen a little bit of, well, what if he made the field goal? (laughs) It doesn't matter. What we'd be saying today is, wow, that was incredible. That was electric. And also, why in God's name did Nathaniel Hackett put his kicker in that position? I would still be asking questions about why you don't trust Russell Wilson. Right. Why you don't trust Russ? Trust Russ. 
Hashtag trust Russ. I need 22. to talk about Russ. He'll let him cook. Because I am. And uh, what would you. He wasn't cooking last night. He was more like simmering. Like a sous chef. He was like microwaving. <laughs> yeah, he was preparing. Yeah. There was, was never just, any cooking. He was a sous chef. He, the master chef was Brandon McManus. <laughs> Russ was just out there assisting but, the master but chef. He did the equivalent of he came close, but not, a lo- not enough seasoning. Just not enough. Not enough seasoning. He cooked it through. Yeah. Just not, it was bland. It was bland. You got to prep the meat. Russ got booed. And I had tossed around for two weeks leading into the, this Tuesday show, but even in the lead-up to this game, a topic of how should Seattle fans receive Russell Wilson. And I scrapped it because I thought there was no doubt what was going to happen. He was going to receive voracious, standing ovation, cheers, and adulation, and that actually didn't happen. And I have some questions about Russell Wilson to you guys, because I think you guys judge personalities better than me. But I'm just wondering, what is wrong with Russell Wilson? Which winless team was the biggest disappointment in week one of the NFL season? Which winless team was the biggest disappointment in week one of the NFL season? We're also going to debut to be concerned or not to be concerned We'll do that when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. And HR in Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. I mean, I thought Cincinnati was the most disappointing week one. I thought the Patriots were the most listless week one of teams that we actually had some expectations for, like the Jets are just the Jets. They don't count. Yeah. like We kind of saw that coming. But what I didn't see coming was the Broncos just racing past all those teams to become the biggest disappointment in week one. And again, their new head coach really sent the tone for his tenure by, according to him, purposely with three timeouts, putting his team in a position which with his newly extended big money quarterback to kick a game winning 64 yard <laughs> field goal at sea level. Yeah. Did he know he was in Seattle? Maybe he thought he was in Denver. He might have forgot. Maybe maybe he's just got some short term memory problems and he forgot the flight. He forgot the plane ride and he just was like, "Hey, we're in Denver. Surely this will be no problem." Or, or maybe he was maybe uh, just just maybe. This and there's a hint. Maybe Brandon McManus revenge game. Oh, wait, that was Russ. Yeah, 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 right, right, oh, I right. thought maybe he was trying to give McManus his moment, but that was No, the wrong player. No, yeah. That would have been a weird narrative. So he might have forgotten which guy was in the revenge game. That that could be part of it. That, I think what we've determined is that Nathaniel Hackett might have a problem. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is something exactly. Something above the shoulders. Yeah, I don't know if it's a medical issue. I don't know if he needs to see a psychologist. I don't know. But something doesn't appear right with Nathaniel Hackett. Which winless team, and I say winless because two teams out of the same division tied, <laughs> which winless team was the biggest disappointment NFL Week 1? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at KLV1063. Hey, the easiest, the most fun way to play fantasy, and especially last night, I tell you what, for those of you that were playing underdog fantasy, and had Brandon McManus, I tell you what, that could have been special for you. Oh, yeah. That could have been special for you. Um, if you have Russ, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but the best, most fun way 
to play fantasy is underdog fantasy. I play it. I love it because you have a whole bunch of different games that you're able to play with underdog fantasy. Uh, You can play higher or lower, individual players. What markers are they going to hit? Passing yards, rushing yards, boom. You can play a couple of dollars to get in, make yourself some cash without being in an actual league, having an actual lineup. You can play pick them. You can uh, go through a bunch of fantasy games where you put a team together and you don't have to adjust anything. Once you pick on a weekly basis, boom, it's there. You don't have to wake up Sunday morning and remember, oh, i got to set my fantasy team. Uh Uh-oh, buys, all these things. No, it's locked in. It's set to go. That's what's great about underdog fantasy. Also, what's great about underdog fantasy, they want you to play. They want you to win. So right now, use the promo code WESTPALM. Go to underdogfantasy.com, underdogfantasy.com, or download the underdog app. That's what I use. Sign up with the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's right. You put in your deposit to play with underdog fantasy. And again, there's always something to play on underdog fantasy, especially once you start hitting college, especially once you start hitting NFL on the weekends. They will double your deposit up to $100 with Underdog Mm. Fantasy. So go play. Again, it's my type of fantasy. You are absolutely going to love it. Underdogfantasy.com, the Underdog app. Use the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, WESTPALM, and play with me at Underdog Fantasy. Get that deposit doubled up to $100. Ken Levick alive here on a Tuesday on ESPN 106.3. Russell Wilson getting booed last night shocked the hell out of me. I don't I, I this is arguably the greatest player in franchise history. Yeah. Right? This is a guy who was the face of that franchise. He brought them to the highest highs. Won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. He came uh, one poor play call away from winning <laughs> he lost the Super Bowl. a second Super Bowl. <laughs> he did lose a Super Bowl. But he was always a great ambassador for the community. He brought a team, uh, this celebrity aspect. He dragged it out of the dredges, and the Seahawks were the prime attraction for quite some time in the NFL, largely because of Russell Wilson. He always comports himself well. He always represented the franchise in the city extremely well. He wanted out from a franchise that was clearly declining. I think we all saw that, especially as that defense started to disintegrate over the years. And he got what he wanted, went to Denver, and he comes back last night, and he was booed, and it was loud, and it was noticeable. And I thought it was a little bit off-putting. No matter how you think about Russell Wilson, I I thought that it was a home-run standing ovation. That's absolutely what's going to happen. And it didn't happen like that. And I'm just wondering, like, why... Why don't we like Russell Wilson? Because I'm starting to think that that population's growing. What is it about Russell Wilson that we don't like and what led to the booze last night? It's <sighs> J. Cole had this line. He said, be you. That's when it sounds beautiful, right? It's about being authentic. It's about being yourself. And people could tell when you're being fake. So people could tell. It, the phoniness of Russell Wilson is like, the mustiness of somebody that hasn't taken a shower in three weeks. You can smell it on him when you approach him. You can smell it on him if you're his, his teammate. You can smell it on him if you're watching his press conferences and also if you're watching his Instagram slash social media behavior. Well, you mentioned his teammates. That's the thing. Doug Baldwin last night is openly cheering Russell Wilson's demise. Yeah. Richard Sherman was tweeting 
things celebrating Russell Wilson taking the loss last night. Obviously, Seattle fans booing him. People associated with Russ in that locker room, though, that's surprising to me. I mean, I always consider the guy a total winner. And does he sometimes go over the top with the squeaky clean stuff and the rah-rah stuff? Yeah, he's corny. Like, he's absolutely corny. But it's gotten to a level where people flat out are rooting against him, don't like him. And I'm just wondering how much more there is to it than just, oh, the guy's a little bit annoying because it seems like it's, it's gone over that mountain and it's starting to climb up another mountain of why we don't like him. I just simply, I, if you don't like Russell Wilson, if you're not into him, if you root against him, my question is why? Why do you root, and why are so many now rooting against Russell Wilson? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, on Twitter, at KLV1063, that's 888-760-3776. So you think that it's because he's he's a phony, he's a flat-out phony, he doesn't mean what he says, he's not who he tries to act like he is. Uh, that he tries to, if I'm getting this right, tries to fit a mold of what certain people want him to be, but he's not actually authentic in any way. He is one of the most inauthentic, really, sports personalities I think we have today. Really? When you think, I mean, literally, everything the dude does feels scripted. It feels like jolly, jolly, oh, please, I want you guys to like me. And it's in whatever sphere he is. Again, He'll, he'll try and do the I'm sexy thing sometimes when he's with Sierra on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then every single press conference, he's all buttoned up. Oh, yeah. Gee, golly, jeez. You know, uh, you know, Daniel Hackett, he made the right play. There. Like, go Hawks. It's so, yeah. And then you got. He almost slipped last night at the end of his postgame press conference. He almost really? said, go Hawks. Really? And then he was like, go Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, yikes. Yeah, that would have been rough. That would have been really rough. But again, it's just it. nothing about him Feels real, and I, and I don't even say that as a guy that dislikes him. I don't hate. Is Russell that enough Wilson. to dislike him though? Because he, he's not real. Like what has it's he... oversaturation of it though? We've gotten it for a decade now. Yeah. So you... at, in the beginning, it was cool. It was like all right, whatever. Like he's nice, he's friendly, he's jolly, he's happy, he's optimistic, and then eventually it wears on you when you realize it's all fake. Yeah, I think we want him to win us over. Like we do like that he is a winner, like a bona fide like clutch winner. It's good. Yeah, it's too much for me. It's the social media is one. If I had to build a list, social media, like he, he just doesn't. All right, build this list though. No, I I, I like <laughs> I the thought of building the list. So, what about his social media? I just it, it's it's not on par with what you think a quarterback. Usually, that's the leader of your team. He's got some swagger, right? Like he's in clutch situations, but like the captions are always brutal, and he's always trying to be sexy with Sierra. Like he never executes social media. Like the Twitter videos leading up to the game, he was tweeting an hour before they went out on the field and stuff. Like it just, none of it was like really actual. The music behind some of the videos is so corny. You, you think there's like there's not an edge to him? He comes right. off as like there's not an edge. Like it's clearly scripted. Do but, you remember last year when he was coming back from that hand injury and he made that big montage video right. of his long training? <laughs> I, I I I slept. I didn't sleep for four hours consecutively, and I I trained in rehab for sixteen hours hand a day. Injury, yeah. You, you rehab 16 hours a day from a hand injury? What were you doing in there? Instead of a tweet that says, hey, y- y'all doubted me, bet, watch this. Like, yeah. We would have gotten down with that more than this montage video. I mean, part of me, though, I'm just looking at this from a business standpoint. I just think the guy knows or he l- wants he to market it. himself. He, I think That's he's doing the goal. it so hard. He's doing it exactly. To and where it comes could, off unlikable, un, it, like it, it, you just you have a bad taste in your mouth over it? Yes, exactly. Because he's trying to he, – you know what he is? He's a used car salesman. He's trying to sell us something every single time he steps up to a mic, every time he does a video, and nobody nobody likes a salesman, right? 
Nobody really likes a sell. Sorry to the salesmen out there, especially the guys that pop their trunk and ask people if they uh, want to buy a home theater. A home theater system <laughs> at the gas station. At the gas yeah. stations and parking lots across Palm Beach By the County. way, a, a little call. advice from Ken Levicka. Don't, don't, <laughs> uh, don't agree to that, okay? It's a good call. He is a salesman. Like, he's pushing it out instead of letting us come to him. Two, and I think this plays somewhat of a factor, but Geno Smith being the underdog, right? Like, him being counted out, like, the fans felt like they needed to rep their quarterback. They needed to have faith in him. Because nobody else but did. It shouldn't require booing Russell Wilson. I think you just boo the opposition. It just happens to be Russell Wilson. Like 90% of the tickets also were on Seattle. Like, but it doesn't. From a betting standpoint, like they, they counted them out. It's It felt like it was a, oh, Russ, shut up. Like, boo you. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't think it was booing the opposing quarterback. We've seen plenty of teams uh, root against a team and their former player comes up and they have the respect to. To, to give a standing yeah. ovation. I thought it was tasteless from Seattle fans. I, I was surprised it. by the reaction, but I also am starting to realize how much vitriol there is towards Russell Wilson. So you guys say he's too salesman. He's too used car salesman. You can't trust him because you don't actually know who he is, and mm. that's why there's a there's the dislike for him. Absolutely. And that's you, a big deal. Did sure. you guys see what he was doing pregame? When he had his eyes closed. And he's and, spinning in circles. And he was spinning yeah, what in is circles. Like, like the theatrics <laughs> on the field. Like, two is going to push us. Two is going to push us. He's running. He's, he's on thin ice with showing up onto the field at, at 9 a.m., you know, with the 7 p.m. So kickoff. So you like, think that's phony? Yeah, I, I think it's a little odd. But see, but two is a young guy, right? So he needs to calm himself down. He needs the vision plays. Like, that's understandable. But here's my, my argument to that. Peyton Manning even said it last night. Like, he, he likes Russell Wilson because he's the epitome of first one in, last one out. Like, that tired mantra, and we've talked about it. That doesn't mean anything. What are you doing from the time you get yeah. to the facility to the time you leave the facility? But there's still that mindset. If someone like Peyton Manning says, yo, that's good, why wouldn't Russell Wilson and Tua Tungavailoa make sure they're the first one there and make sure people know they're the first one there because they got that dog in them? But for the case of this argument, have any of us ever thought that Peyton Manning was a cool Cool guy. Like, nope. did, he, did he have some swag? I haven't. But y'all love Peyton Manning. Y'all love the Mannings. I've been out on the Mannings. I'm not, I don't get it. I love him. I think they're dry humor. Fits he's definitely what we're not looking cool. For. Though, yeah. yeah, but he's not cool. So for him to be the first one in, last one out guy, yeah, that fits. That, that's on par with Russell Wilson. A little corny, too. If you don't like Russell Wilson, why? What is it about Russell Wilson that makes you dislike him? 888 3776. 888 3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. What is it about Russell Wilson that has you disliking him? Because I'm very surprised at the amount of celebration there was over Russell Wilson failing and playing poorly last night. 888 Seven six zero three seven seven six. Leo's in Riviera Beach. Leo's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Leo. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I just think that, you know, I'm going to bring it back to Josh Cohen's uh, spiel about look at the baseline behavior. Has he ever deviated from his baseline behavior? That's Russell Wilson through and through. That's as real as you can get. He's not putting on a show for anybody. He's not putting on his TV voice. This is, I bet... Russell Wilson doesn't go home and start acting like future behind closed doors. He acts himself the whole time. And I really think that for a lot of people it comes off abrasive because they wouldn't act like that. They couldn't be as real as Russell Wilson does. And no offense to anybody, but, like, people call me weird all the time because I don't, I don't kowtow to other people. I don't change my behavior based on who I'm talking to. I just be me. And people call me weird, so I feel like it's the same thing as Russell Wilson. 
people just call him weird and corny, whatever, but he's the realest person, the realest NFL player that I've seen in a long what time, he's and he's goofy. a winner. What if he's just goofy and appreciate the call, Leo? It's oh. okay to be like goofy and just sort of play different roles, right? Like maybe that maybe Leo's right. Maybe that is him. He's just goofy. But Russell Wilson always changes his voice. That's what I'm not getting from Leo. Like he changes his voice to adapt to certain situations. Like when he literally has done that on podcasts when he changes up or, or changes code, his code, code, code switching. Like he totally just it, trying to fit who he's with. And it goes beyond code Maybe switching. He was in drama club in school and he just knows how to do that. He's got different parts. He's but Leo, but my problem with Leo's call is like half of Leo's call was supporting his evidence and then the other half of it was going against it. It was very contradictory. No, I think he was saying like that's maybe that's Russ. He's just a bunch of different personalities and oh. he puts them all out there. And he just puts them all out there. Yeah, because he's not scared of what people say about him. He doesn't care if he's judged. He's going to be him, and him is playing a bunch of different roles. So him, he's an actor. He's an <laughs> actor. He's a, he's a, okay. So there, there's simply the reason why people don't like him, right? Because he's an actor. Right? He, there's, you always we have can that tell he's an actor. one or two friends in the friend group where, where like when you're going to a certain hangout spot or you're going to a certain bar, you're like, oh. Roger can't come with us. Like they're not gonna like him there. Like that's Roger. Russell Wilson. Like we're going to the bowling alley tonight. You know all the girls are gonna be there. We're like we can't play oh, Russ. Like he's gonna ruin it for us. Imagine you're going out to the bowling alley and Russ is one of your crew <laughs> crew members, and you you want to go approach and chop it up with some some ladies across the row, yeah. and you just know Russ is gonna screw it up. He's gonna say something corny. Something lame, something off He's going to walk up and be like, another conversation with a girl? Oh, spare me. <laughs> or, or he's going to show up in some powder blue Dulce and Gabbana that just didn't match the vibe. All he's right, going to wear the wrong much. outfit. That was a little You guys, much. You guys been paying attention to uh, the, the latest? Like, no, shut up, Russ. All hey, right. hey, pal, don't strike out with this one. Mm-hmm. I get the bowling alley. See? Like, <laughs> See? Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is why I love Russ. Because you like the I'm on the same the wavelength as Russ. Huh. Yeah, but at the Let's same, at the oh, same spare time. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, but, but, hey, bowling hey it's getting late. Let's 7-10 split. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I mean, you totally just mic dropped us right That was there. a deep cut. That but, was pretty no, good. But he no. is that friend in the fan group. Like, you just can't hang with him all the time. Let's make like a turkey and gobble. Oh, no, uh, you really went deep yeah, out there. Okay, I, I couldn't finish it, though. I started it. Couldn't finish it like Russ last night. You're like, oh, I, I hope. <laughs> hey, pal, I hope this works out for you for that girl because your love life's been in the gutter. Oh. oh, okay, okay. See, this is why I I relate with Russ. <laughs> I hey, can be Russ for somebody Russ like is me, me. I can I do like two of those. Like you can give me two or three of the dad jokes, but if we're two hours into the bowling session right now, the girls have <laughs> made their way over to us, and you're still dropping those. It's like, oh, damn it, we invited Russ. We knew this was gonna happen, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, you're never. None of you guys are getting the girls' numbers or whatever, and you. All you can do is thank Russ for that. Yeah, thanks, Russ. So he comes off as inauthentic, and he he is the friend that's going to blow up your spot because he wants the attention on him all the time. Nice. He, he's he, an attention he monger. Maybe that's what it is. Like, he's an attention monger, and that bothers you too. Yeah. Because he's always trying to bring everything on him. But I feel like Ciara's sort of definitely his soulmate then. Ciara's always trying to oh, yeah, grab yeah. attention too. Yeah. I mean, Like, her mannerisms, they're over the top. They're always like... Hey, America. She's a little like, corny, too, yeah. She's definitely kind of corny. They Anytime both, I see her on New Year's Eve, which is like the only time I see her, I mean, she's over the top. <laughs> Anytime I see her on New Year's When you first said it, it made it sound like you meet, like you link up with Sierra on New Year's Eve every year. I'm like, what is this yearly you know, link? me, Sierra, just Hollywood. Y'all got a sneaky link? Yeah, L.A. <laughs> me on my couch, her in New York City. <laughs> yeah. she's, in, she's in L.A. all the time on New Year's Eve, okay? She's yeah, the West Coast right. portion of New Year's Rockin' Eve. Thank you very much. Get it right, Stone. Yeah, Stone. 
Um, why don't you like Russell Wilson? Why don't you like Russell Wilson? If you don't like Russell Wilson, Theo, not a fan. Stone, not a fan. I feel like Russ is me. That's why I appreciate him. Why do you dislike <laughs> Russell Wilson? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, are you hurting? I got some help for you. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field? Well, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Well, the Broncos, that was new last night. I never thought I'd see a coach purposely try and set up for a game-winning 64-yard field goal. But, well, we saw it. Uh, it definitely happened, but I still can't believe it. It was still really, 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 really bizarre. Uh, on social media, which winless team in week one in the NFL was the most disappointing? Brandon tweets, definitely Denver. Beginning of the season, Green Bay is horrid. Then Rodgers just wins back-to-back MVPs when having horrible starts the last two years. I know that at this time, no Adams, but just because what they've done in the past, same things like this, have you thinking Green Bay can bounce back? Denver looked lost last night. The coaching decision, super sus. Yeah, I think, like with Green Bay, I think that is an easy place to go. They're the most disappointing team. But did we think that Aaron Rodgers to his receivers with no Alan Lazard was going to be good against Mm. their most, right now, their most heated division rival on the road. I didn't think that was going to go well. It didn't go well last year when Devontae Adams was there in Jacksonville against the Saints. So I, I didn't. I I wasn't overly surprised. Do I think the Packers are going to be as good as they've been? No. Are they going to be as incompetent as they looked? Probably not. They'll figure it out a little bit. They'll figure it out. But somewhat. they don't have the great Nathaniel Hackett any longer. <laughs> I don't know if that's addition by subtraction or not boy, yet. Oh, yeah, and remember what happened to them last season over against the Saints? They got blown out like 47-7 to seven yeah, or 47-3. Like like, that game in Jacksonville. They yeah. just didn't compete in that game. So, yeah. I'm not – and as far as Cincinnati is concerned, I, Joe Burrow throwing a million interceptions, not great, but you, you kind of have to give them, at least right now, the benefit of the doubt, right? Because they're the Bengals. They're defending AFC champions. Well – I, I would pump the brakes there. I would pump the brakes there, and I would say that to me would be the team that um, was the biggest disappointment from Week One. Okay, because not it, it, I'm not playing the results and the fact that they lost to the Steelers. Losing to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers is not something to hang your head over. I think you forgot Mitch Trubisky. You forgot, yeah, Mitch Trubisky is something to hang your head. It over. is, it is. But we've seen Mike Tomlin <laughs> win with less, so. That's not as crazy. Like, I've seen that Steelers team ride a defense and play with a terrible quarterback for the past five years. So, that's not surprising to me. What is surprising to me is we were promised a rejuvenated Bengals offensive line. 
We were promised a year three Joe Burrow who was the budding Peyton Manning. We were promised this electrifying offense and all of this stuff. All The gadgets were supposed to get better. Jamar Chase did show up in the way that was big. But on so many fronts, Zach Taylor failed to throw the challenge flag when Jamar Chase clearly made that touchdown. Bad play by, by a coach. Um, Joe Burrow, five turnovers, four interceptions. I mean, you're a Super Bowl, not winning quarterback, but you made an appearance last year. You can't have, a, have games like that. And then I think he was sacked, what, seven times? Mm-hmm. So the O-line that they worked so hard on, not as revamped as I thought. I don't know. That's disappointing to me. Not everybody can have a professional win like the Dolphins did mm-hmm. in week one. Drama-free. Drama-free. Mm. Go in, go out, take care of business, and uh, and go home. Well, my Chiefs did, so. It's the Dolphins' way. Well, my yeah, Chiefs. and the Chiefs yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, we support professional teams yeah. here professional on Ken teams, <laughs> Professional wins. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, we were good. We, we, we got what we wanted. 64-yard field goal. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, when we come back, we debut the game that might only be one day. To be concerned or not to be concerned. NFL edition. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.